Bill Wilson, co-founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, wrote in 1952, If we examine every disturbance we have, great or small, we will find at the root some unhealthy dependence and its consequent demand. Wilson suggested that if we could identify and continually surrender these unrealistic and unrealizable demands, that we may then be able to accomplish what he imagined to be the recovery's next frontier, something he called emotional sobriety. Flash forward 70 years and join psychotherapists and best-selling authors Tom Rutledge and Dr. Alan Berger, who have taken up the mantle of exploring Bill Wilson's new frontier. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. Welcome to Emotional Sobriety. I'm Tom Rutledge. With me is our wonderful producer, Patrick Newman. How are you doing, Patrick? Welcome, guys. Uh, happy Father's Day. And uh, uh, Alan, Alan uh, Berger, Dr. Alan Berger, is, is busy, busy, busy making his uh, shift over to the East Coast from the West Coast. And he doesn't have his Wi-Fi up yet, but we're going to do something a little bit different. It's something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And that's just take, take just a chunk of information or a chunk of something that we talk about very, very often and teach directly an exercise in how to do this kind of thing. It's sort of your home version of the game of emotional sobriety. Take this home. And what we're going to talk about is, is what Al, Alan refers to often as differentiation. My, my terminology is, uh, I often say, because, because I didn't pay as much attention in school as Alan did, I just call it separation. But this is the place where we, we become aware of our, sabot our, our self-sabotage, our negative messages in our head. How do we make a difference? How do we begin the process of changing that? Because one of the main things that people often think or actually want is that they, they show up and they say, I want to get rid of this thinking. I want to get rid of this belief. And, and, you know, and I always say there's bad news and good news to that. The bad news is, we have no clue how to get rid of it. And the good news is uh, that we don't have to. What we're going to do is we're going to change, we're going to change our, our relationship with that. We're going to change our relationship with whatever the message is. Uh, when I'm, when I wrote the book, embracing fear, that's based on the whole idea of changing your relationship with, with all of those fear messages. But in this case, we're going to just take, take one, one or two simple examples and, and, and show you how we, how we go about doing that. And we do that in this, what I call the intrapersonal change process by, by separating ourselves from our negative message or, or this, or, we call it a lot of different things, but I'm just, you know, a lot of times I call it the saboteurs. Uh, it can be, it can be an addiction message. It can be a self -con condemning message. It can be, you know, any of those negative beliefs that we have. And so um, I'll tell you the best way that I know how to do this is, is, is as, as kind of give an example of that. So would you be willing to, to be my, my Guinea pig from the audience, Patrick? Ready and willing, Tom. Okay. <laughs> always, always a willing sucker. I appreciate it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, so give me, just give me a negative message that you, you didn't, you don't have to be struggling with it now. It's just something, something that has been powerful in your life at some point where you just, it's just a belief about yourself that you, that you have needed at some point to change. Well, uh, you know, self-consciousness about a perpetually shitty haircut. Okay. Okay. So, so, the, so, the, okay. So the message would, the mess, the, the message to yourself would be what? Um, I, uh, hate, uh, let's just say I hate my appearance and, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, 
I just, uh, I feel very self-conscious about it and I just have a very, uh, okay. low opinion of my physical appearance, I guess. Yeah. You, you, we've talked, you and I have had a conversation about that before. We, we, both, we share that in common. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, it's amazing how, uh, and it has not, it has nothing to do with what we actually look like. It has to do with what we're, what, how that got set somewhere back in the past. Yeah. Uh, and, um, so that that's that's a that's a really good one to start with. So the idea, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to take that I message, I uh, just t- turn it in, turn it into one sentence, so saying something negative about your appearance. I what? Uh, I hate my haircut. Okay, I hate my haircut. Okay. Well, all we're going to do is take that and we're going to we're going to we're going to turn this into a. Um, we're going to change the problem definition. Basically we're going to separate you the message from you so that there actually is room for a Patrick to be there. So if we, what we're going to do and one of my clients calls this pronoun therapy. She says, so we're going to change it to Patrick, you have a crappy haircut. Okay. uh, Okay. Patrick, uh, you have a crappy haircut. Crappy haircut. Okay. So imagine, imagine now for just for for a second that, 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 that message, that, that culprit there is sitting, is it sitting to your right or your left? Which way? Uh, he's sitting, sitting to my right. Okay. Okay. Right. To my left. And so as I look at you, is, is your, my left and your right. Is yep. this, okay. It's, um, and he says, Patrick, you have a shitty haircut or, or a crappy haircut. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and, okay. So we've already made the separation. This may seem, this may seem, this may seem overly simplistic, but it's like we've made the separation and now we've changed the problem definition because the problem definition isn't that you have the message. The, the problem is not the message is you have a bad haircut. The mess, the problem is how it makes you feel, but also before that, how, what you, how you respond to that even uh, cognitively. So when, when he says you have a bad, you have a crappy haircut, What's the first thing that comes to your mind? How do you respond as Patrick? I uh, usually respond with, um, oh, I do, don't I? Uh, okay. You know. <laughs> All right. You do, right. You come, and, and what you're doing is, is you're, you're, you're coming in at exactly where people are most often, which is at what I call the yes position. It's like a lot of times when people, when we ask people to separate from a, from a message, you know, it's like, hey, Tom, you're a piece of shit. It's like, and, and, I, and so I learned to do that. And then I go, so what do you think, Tom? I go like, well, I agree. You know, and th- people will go, I must be doing it wrong. It's like, no, as a matter of fact, it would be weird if after all these years of these negative messages coming, you know, and you separated and you immediately had a different opinion. It's like, so remember all we're doing to begin with is just changing the awareness so that we have a different problem definition. Now the problem definition, and this is the important part here, is not that the message exists, not that the message about your, your haircut or any of for you or either one about our physical appearance exists. It is that we tend to agree with those messages. That's what makes us feel better. The truth is if somebody insulted us about something that we knew was not true, if, you know, if somebody said to me, Tom, I don't like you because I just don't like Asian people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going, I'm thinking immediately I'm going, I, that person doesn't, doesn't see me. <laughs> Yeah, we're you know, impervious so, to that. I'm, right. I'm not, that's not, it, it, that's not a, a, a thing, but it's like the, um, but the idea here is we're agreeing with that. So if we are, God damn, Patrick, I'm having a hard time with this. Oh, I mean, so far so good, I think. Um, you think? Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm not doing good. 
I think I've been working with Alan so long. I've, I've, I've forgotten I can work on my own. Oh. I've been doing this for years. Well, and you know, what? so far uh, we've got a clean, clean line. So, uh, okay. Where would so I go the, back? Uh, over my shoulder, the, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know, um, okay. I'm agreeing with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his, the negative mm-hmm. assessment of this okay. voice. And, okay. uh, and so from there, what, what's the next, uh, okay. Okay. So that makes sense so far. Yeah. So far. So good. Okay. Okay. So, so, uh, the next step, the next step, once you rest, and this is a big deal. I want people to understand that it's like, you're going to spend some of the time at the beginning of this, this kind of separation process, feeling uncomfortable. And, and, it, you know, we talk about that a lot. Alan, Alan brings this up a lot in terms of, of, you know, that, that we have, to, you know, the, the point of life is not just to be comfortable, not to be happy. But in this case, the, the discomfort, we even have a motivation for the discomfort. The discomfort in this case is because it's, it's going to pay off for you. I promise. It's like, if you go into that, so if let's go to the feeling level next. So, so, so the, so the guy over your shoulder says, what say, say the message again. Uh, you've got a really crappy haircut. Okay. And, and you say, how did you agree with it before? Oh, gee, I, I suppose I do something like that. Okay. Okay. And how do and then how do you feel with, when you in that agreement, what was you, how would you characterize the feeling? Oh, just uh, low self-esteem, a real kind of feeling of shame and self-consciousness, I guess. Go with okay. that. Okay. Okay. So if, um, if you were to imagine yourself to stand up to this, to this message, in what way would you do that? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? If you think, okay, I want to say, I want to, I want, even though my, my reflex reaction is to stand, is to agree, I'm going to respond differently to him. Well, you know, it would be something to the effect of, you know, what are you working for GQ? You know, you're an authority on haircuts now, (laughs) something like that. Right. Okay. Okay. So that's good. Attitude. I I, I like, I like that a lot. It's like, uh, yeah. And as a sidebar, as a sidebar, I'm actually having not the worst haircut today. You know, I've had Mm -hmm. worse days Mm -hmm. than this, you know, I'm Mm -hmm. still not, I'm at about a seven to 10 for Patrick. So, okay. So it's so it's easier to work on it today. You say, yeah, this, yeah. This piece of work, is like, <laughs> it's um, okay. But but I like the fact that your the your immediate first 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 thought is to um, um, is, is have a little attitude toward it. So so if you do that, how does he respond back? Let's go ahead and have that conversation. You know, well, uh, you know, I've seen all of your school pictures and, uh, you know, if, between the two of us, if, if, I, if one of us is the authority on good or bad haircuts, it's going to be me, not you, the loser who showed up with the bowl cut in <laughs> third grade, which I did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, 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 uh, I want to tell you that, that I, that I uh, actually, the, 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 the fellow who wrote the song, <laughs> I was talking about him earlier, said Jefferson Ross, who wrote the song, or song, the two songs, the one we, we play on the end of our program and the one on the beginning, uh, used to cut hair. That's how I first met him back in Nashville here, where he was, he was a struggling songwriter, and his day job was to cut hair. And, and I remember explaining to him how I wanted him to cut my hair one time, and this was his exact response. He says, I'll do it, but it's going to look stupid. 
<laughs> so that was going in, not even coming yeah, out. Yeah, that was that was that was what his idea of my telling him what I wanted my hair, what I wanted the hair. To, I think it was in the days of mullets. You okay, know, I think I, I think it, I, I'm pretty sure that it was it was <laughs> it was going to be very mullety the way the way that, that I wanted it, but. Um, but okay, so if, if if so, just keep that conversation going just for a minute more. Yeah. If so, if he if he say he's saying he's the authority, and you say what? I say, well, um, you know, I can see with my own two eyes, and I'm having a, a better hair day than uh, you know I have in times past. And mm -hmm. you know what? I disagree with you. I actually think I mm -hmm. my my hair looks okay today, and uh, okay. you know we we have a difference of opinion, you right. and I. Okay. So if we're, if we're sitting, if we're sitting in therapy talking about this stuff, one of the things I'm going to ask is, okay, what do you, what do you think the, what do you think is the a, a basic assumption that's being made here? That is, that is what I'm going to say is, is false. Uh, well, the assumption is that, um, you know, this uh, naysaying voice is very mm -hmm. negative and uh, you know, uh, insulting my appearance um, is uh you know that it's just a voice it's a member of the the, the committee it's the committee, not me yeah. and i have right. the ability to disagree with mm -hmm. that voice right. that input well the, right it, it, it's 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 first of all the assumption you're right is that, is that he's he is as he states himself the authority and he, and it's it's amazing to me when when and people to pay attention to to uh to how this how this uh, uh this inner inner messages work is those of us who have uh most most of us who show up for this kind of work anyway we we have a we have a long history of some difficulties with self-esteem we have lots and lots of self-doubt but if you think about it these guys in our heads whether that be the one saying you know giving you crap about haircuts or me say, telling me that i'm an incompetence you know idiot or i'm i'm a piece of shit or i'm any any negative thing these guys never have a crisis of confidence if you think about it, it's one of the most fascinating things to me about this work is like, it's like, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter. I've been, I've been laid out and depressed as can be on the couch, you know, basically immobile. And it's like, like the, that, that, uh, that voice, I, you know, the one I call the should monster is like got his clipboard out, you know, full of pages. And he's just, he's just pacing back and forth, you know, going, okay, here, let's go over a few more of these things that I figured out was wrong with you. It's like never lacks energy and never, never lacks confidence. I don't know how that works, but that's, but I want people to know that's what we're up against. So the, the most important piece about that is, is that, like you said, it's, it's, that's, that message and it is just a message this is not a part of your authentic self the assumption the assumption is that it it has it actually has authority over anything and it's like it's like the truth is what is that well it's it's, it's a learned message you know now you may know where you learned that or over it sounds like over a period of time you had experiences that that, that uh, affected that but but whether whether we learned that from another person or whether we figured that we got to kind of develop that ourselves because we were feeling bad about ourselves it's like it's it's still just a message. It's not a part of our authentic self. So that's part of it. Now, the other assumption that's worth looking at is the fact that, that how your hair looks matters that much. Yes. That, see, that's, that's the one part of the I, things I didn't I, think I, of that. 
no, that's the part that I finally got to in my life. Where I was looking at all this stuff going like, you know, I don't work with eating disorder people all the time who have all this distorted body image. And it's, it's like, it's, you know, and, and they're, you know, and, and quite distorted people who people do, don't see themselves accurately. But I also like to get to the place where I say, oh, by the way, let's, let's not forget or let's remember or let's maybe learn for the very first time that who we are and how we're doing in, on, on this planet, how we're doing in our life really doesn't have to do with how our hair, hair, hair looks or what size we are. Now, that's a bigger thing, but it's something we, we want to, as, we, as, as time goes on, we want to be able to work on. For right now, though, we, what we want to do is we want to just, we're just going to, for the sake of this little exercise, uh, learn something about, about separating and, and knowing that this is how I feel. So you have a thing where you go, here's, here's the message, there's Patrick, the message comes to Patrick. Patrick agrees with the message, and his feeling is uh, feeling bad. And you said shame. I think yeah. it's probably the the bottom bottom line. As as simplistic as this is, this is this is what this exercise is about. This is an exercise in awareness only. This is not an exercise in change other than perspective. So people will will get. Um, there is a part two to this that we, we will do very, very soon. But, but I want people to know, as frustrating as it is, this is how you take this, this exercise and use it yourself. Uh, and I want you to, if, if it makes sense to you, I want you to practice. You, 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 you take the negative message. You take the, the I pronoun away from it. You, put, you do the pronoun therapy by saying, instead of I am this or I am, am this, or sometimes they, they, he uses... Uh, should you know I should be this or whatever it's like and and imagine that in in a, in a position somebody on the outside of you I actually suggest like I did with you is suggest is this is does it feel like it's, if this was coming from another person would it be from your right or your left would it be behind you I actually just mo and, and I promise you most people uh, can place it immediately it's like was that hard for you when I asked you which side it was on no no and it, and, and it helps to physicalize the voice, you know, and to yeah. not just have it be an abstract. Right. It, it makes it makes a world of difference. And it's amazing how often like in a workshop, I'll, I'll just say, if I have a, a, a circle of uh, people in the in the room, I'll, I'll just say, close your eyes, listen for the message. And then uh, think about where that message is coming from is if it's somebody that's behind you in front of you to one side or the other, and you kind of give them those suggestions. And then with all the, all the people's eyes are closed, I say, just raise your hand once you know where it is. And it's like everybody's hand goes up. Usually a couple of people who, you know, we're going to find later in the workshop really like to overthink things. Uh, but, but it's, it's like everybody knows, I don't know what that is, but it, I do know that it does make it more, um, it, it makes it more effective. So if you're listening to this, do that, decide where, where your culprit is, is, is uh, in relation to you. Make the, make, turn the message into a you message uh, and write it down and then write down you know, your, your response. You can do this in two different ways. You can do this as a dialogue, kind of like we, you and I started, where it's like back and forth. But sometimes the easiest way to do it at first is just two column, I just call it two column journaling. Write, write the message from the, from, the, from the, for me, I use the word should monster a lot. There's a lot of, you know, whatever, whatever you call that, that saboteur, that messenger in your head. And write the message there in the, in, as, as if it's being spoken to you. Uh, 
feel it as if it's being spoken to you. And then in the second column, write down your response, both your thought thinking response and your feeling response and thinking response. All I really want to know is you agree, you disagree, or are you, are you uncertain? That's a good start. And then how, how, what's the feeling level? And then, what I would what I would suggest to anybody practicing with this experience, I do this with with cl new clients sometimes, is just do a few of those messages, different ones, the messages that are negative for you. Uh, write them down like that, and see what see what you find, and uh, and know that it is perfectly normal to be in agreement with these messages. Is is to feel comfortable, to strangely feel comfortable with them, even though they feel make you feel bad. Uh, and, and what we're going to do for this exercise today, is we're going to leave it right there. We're going to leave you in the discomfort. But just, I'm going to tell you that if you do that, if you begin to hear this coming from outside of you in, instead of coming from being possessed by it, just being the source of the message itself, it's going to, it's going to change your perspective in a way that's going to, going to just pay off amazingly down the line. So I'll ask you as a, as a, as just, a, just somebody to, to, to reality check me here, Patrick, does this make sense to you? What, what I've described? Okay. Okay. Well, let's, let's, let's wrap it up there and we'll, uh, we'll end our first nutshell workshop. Nutshell workshop. Uh, in the can. Yeah. In the can. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And thank you guys for listening and uh, uh, keep, keep coming back, tuning in. And we will, we will uh, also have a follow-up to this one about responding to these messages very soon. Now oh, I can't wait to hear it. Tinge your life. Tinge your myth. Cultivate your narrative with whomever you're with. Been with glass in hand and children on one knee. Bring some stories. Bring your stories back to me It ain't a crime to be a human Never be ashamed to be yourself Rest assured that whatever you're doing Will entertain me like nobody else So here's to us, my old friends until it's time to drink the wine and break the bread again With glass in hand and children on one knee Bring some stories, bring your stories back to me